All right. Welcome back to the, what are we on now? Week four, three? I think three. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. 3.5 episode of Agree or Disagree, Jamie Rossi, Jeremy Hogue. We're on all the platforms now, podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So you can pick up the little snippets there. If you like what you hear, just go ahead and follow us. You'll see when these come out on a weekly basis for the most part. We're probably going to increase the frequency a little bit. We got a couple of pretty good topics today. I typically will take the contrarian type opinion or viewpoint to where it kind of goes against what the common group belief or agreement is. But today, I think, is the first one that I actually really agree with. We're talking about writing down your goals and does that help you become more successful? Um, I definitely agree. I'll give some examples, but Jeremy, you could go ahead and chime in on this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I've been in both places where uh, I've written down my goals and I haven't written down my goals. Um, you know, I think uh, my family had a good habit of at least once a year, we would write down our goals as a family unit. What, you know, what were we striving? Mm -hmm. We would talk about it at birthdays and things like that. Like, you know, so another year's gone by. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. You yeah. know, I think uh, just for me, I do it now every morning. I had to do a little calendar reminder, write down my goals. You know, and I don't spend mm -hmm. a lot of time. I'm not pontificating or thinking or deep thoughts. I'm right, like, right. look, my basic is financial freedom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I look at spiritual and financial freedom. That's mm -hmm. my goal. It's like, okay, I don't want to be weighed down by my past. And I want to be able to make the choices I make in life. And then sometimes I write down details, right? Like, yeah. oh, best shape of my life, uh, you know, have a certain amount of money, have donated a certain amount to my church, you know, yeah. various things like that. But it always kind of comes back to freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually the key is the specific specificity of the actual thing. So, for example, if I was writing down in the morning, I would like to be more successful. That's very broad. It's not even necessarily something you could put your finger on and say had occurred. I mean, you could observe it by observing previous and now that you were more successful. But I think the thing that, that makes that work for me is that you're very specific about it. So rather than saying be more successful, I'm going to have X amount of revenue per month by this time. And then under that, you write down the things that you're going to do to achieve that. So you've got you know, if it's you want to make your first 10,000 a month or you want to have your first $100,000 a month, boom. Okay. Below that, I then write down, I don't do it daily. You know, when I do it, <clears throat> I do it when I feel like I might be treading water or have too much going on at the time. And you hear it all the time. Everybody says it. Write down your goals. I write them down every day. But I would write them down when I wasn't able to make sense of what was going on or organize my thoughts. And the first time that I figured out this actually really worked, I had several projects I was working on simultaneously. And I wrote down each individual problem that I was trying to solve. And then I wrote down ways that I would solve it, even if they were stupid, right? So it's like, oh, I'll do, you know, do this or do that. But, it, but they were not, they were totally crazy solutions. And I did that. And then I put, I forgot about that list. And within a week, they were all handled. And I don't even remember like how I actually solved all of the problems that I was trying to do. And I was like, wow, I wrote them down. I wrote out like how I could solve them. And then I wasn't worried about them anymore. And then I look back a week later and they just they just go away. Uh, I don't know why. Why do you think it works? What's your take on that? 
I, well, I think, you know, um, oftentimes you get stuck in the day to day, like you were talking about. You're like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm stuck in my nine to five. I got to show up on time, make sure the boss ain't pissed at me, mm-hmm. whatever else, you know, and you're kind of in the middle of it all, right? And you're kind of yeah. sitting in whatever. I think when you go look at the goal, you're looking usually at futures, right? You're looking at like, okay, wh- where do I want to be? one month, one year, 10 years from now, whatever that goal time frame is for you. Yeah. Uh, so I think it kind of resets the clock. I think um, there was a quote somewhere, or maybe it's just the definition. I think like a psychopath is a person who lives in the past. Uh, you're uh, neurotic if you're like living only in the present. Mm-hmm. And then like you're sane if you're living in the present, but looking to the future. Yeah. Uh, right. Like I think that's part of it. The goals are in the future, right? Yep. They're like, oh, 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 wait a second. You know, and I think anybody can kind of get stuck in, oh God, what about that conversation? I should have said blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you ever have this where you like, you have an argument and you, then you get a comeback, but it's like a day later and you're like, oh shit, I should have said blah, blah, blah. You know? Oh yeah. Every deal I've ever not closed, leaving that meeting or within the next hour or two, I come up with what I should have said. So I- <laughs> like, oh, I should have said that and that. And they're like, yep. okay, all right, let's just reset. There's going to be another deal. You know, there's going to be another conversation. You know, um, I like what Grant says uh, on like, no one thing will ever blow a deal. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, you can have 10 things that'll blow a deal, right? right. That could be with a spouse, with a significant other, right? It's like, look, if you're determined and you're persistent and you're, you know, rational and whatever else, you can usually figure out a way to solve the problem anyways. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so true. I mean, I think it works very well also because you're making it more real, if it's just an idea in your head that you want to get to a hundred grand a month or 10 grand a month or whatever your target is, it's just an idea and it doesn't necessarily exist in the actual physical universe. And this is not like airy fairy, like I'm not manifesting, you know, any, anything, but it's, it's like, once you write that down, then it becomes something that is real in the physical universe that you can see. You've taken the thought or the idea and you've just put it out and a lot of you put it down on paper or whatever. And a lot of times, talking about i've noticed this too that if you talk to another person rather than necessarily write down the problems or your goals or stuff like that that also makes them more real because you're exchanging this idea with somebody else and that exchange also takes place in the physical universe you know what i mean yeah that was a good quote that i heard somebody say i think uh, i think it was brandon dawson but it was something on the lines of what you think is what you say what you say is what you do what you do becomes your legacy Right. So if cool. you're always thinking about like, man, uh, God, I, I don't want to be taking drugs today. OK, now mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're thinking about drugs, you're thinking about drugs. You're, OK, but instead, if you're like, man, you know, today I'm going to go work on this or I'm going to achieve yeah. this or wow, this is a killer opportunity. Right. I think it's just a sometimes a word shift. Right. Like, yeah. Man, I've got a problem. It's like, no, I've got an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Like there's problems are opportunities. Right. Uh, and so I think if you you think that way and you look at things differently, then you're saying things. It's sort of like when you say. You tell people like, yeah, you know, I'm going to run a marathon, right? Yeah. Like first you think, I mean, I can run a marathon. Then you're telling people I'm running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Then you actually go and you start running it. And you mean, it's like, man, I've told a hundred people I'm running a marathon. I better finish this freaking marathon. You know? <laughs> like, I better be prepared enough that I will finish this thing. Uh, you know, and then you've done it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it brings, brings that necessity level up when, when somebody else knows about it too. And you have, you know, you can kind of use that as a, a support mechanism too, you know, because there's that 
there was that weight loss program or whatever that you joined the weight loss program and then you took pictures before. Mm. And if you didn't, you agreed that if you didn't meet your target or lose X amount of weight, you were going to post them online. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. And, um, but that type of thing, it's not necessarily writing things down, but that type of a motivation that brings up your necessity level that could help you improve on getting those targets done or whatever those daily targets or weekly targets monthly. That's another thing too. It's, it's not just that you have the daily ones, right? But then you also have your vision for the next 10 or 20 years that you, where you'd like to be in five years, you call it like a, you know, five-year plan or whatever. And those are different things than when you write them down. Um, like the frequency at which you have to remind yourself. So it probably does help to do them daily, you know, like, because you get that daily reminder every day, you make it more real. You see how far you've come from the day before. And uh, yours are different, right? You're different. Or do you do every, do you just do your daily things every day? Or do you do the long-term ones too? Yes, I just switch it up. You know, I write it down every day, but I don't write the same thing down every day. Some days I'm like, man, I want a six pack, right? Some, mm -hmm. and, and that could be a, a six month target. Sometimes I write down, man, uh, in the next 10 years, I want to build a $10 billion company, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. And what does that look like? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And, you know, other times I'm just like, okay, remember the goal is spiritual and financial freedom, right? Or yeah. just write freedom. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, man, I want freedom. Yeah. Um, but I think if we go back to the actual, like the cliche, write down your goals every day. I think it's, it's a matter of you want self-improvement, right? Like this is the, yeah. the person who hears that cliche and goes, oh, that, that would never work. It's like, okay. Are you where you want to be? No. Okay. Are more successful people using that or applying it or you know, yeah. like, try it? Like uh, I always take it back. I think when somebody tells me, oh, I don't have enough time or whatever. I'm like, okay, you got 24 hours in a day. Let's break it down. What are you doing? Right. right. You're yeah. telling me you don't have five minutes to write down your goals every right. single day. Like <laughs> the average American, I think, spends what, 40 hours watching Facebook, YouTube, TV, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like it takes you five minutes to write down your goals. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a hack. You know, I saw uh, Tim Ferriss. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He wrote the mm -hmm. four hour body, the four hour work week, and he's got some really good hacks in those books. And he said that if you're you first, you develop the habit and then you increase the, the amount that you're doing. So for example, week one, you want to get into the habit of working out and going to the gym. You go to the gym, for five minutes and leave no matter what, no matter if you want to stay, go do that for 30 days or 60 days or however long it is. And you will develop the habit of going. And once you're in the habit of going and you don't hate it because you're there five minutes doing one set, you increase the time. And then you go for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30. And before you know it, it it's not a quick process, but if you just have the discipline, cause that's why most people don't want to go. Like, I don't want to be sore tomorrow. I don't want to, you know, it's not the time factor of it. It's the fact that they don't want to actually do the thing, you know, but I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. There's a great book. We should talk about it maybe in a, in a different episode. We can talk about this episode called atomic habits and he talks about the four rules of making uh, habits easy and hard, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. cause there's, there's things you want to, you know, if you want to get rid of a bad habit or you want to adopt a good habit, there's four hacks basically, or yeah. four things that you have to look at in order for a habit to stick. Uh, and he talks about basically it's a, the idea of if you do it enough, then you identify as a certain beingness, right? Like of who you yeah. are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the difference between saying, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking and saying, I'm not a smoker, right? right. Like, 
one is regarding the action the other one is the identity yeah yeah as a person who's like i'm not a smoker like personally i i could never identify as a smoker because i was like cool i don't want to pay to kill myself so uh i'm not gonna smoke right yeah so I'm like, that's fine other people smoke it's okay <laughs> do their thing but like every cigarette that you're paying for takes seven minutes off your life so i'm like fuck it i ain't paying for it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, that's true. We can kind of roll into that one because there's this other cliche about being consistent. You have to be consistent. And, it, you know, I, I think I see a lot of people saying that. And I think for this one, it's how you define consistency and on what, how big of a scale do you mean consistency? Because we have it all the way down to the minute. I got to eat breakfast at 9 a.m. every day, right? So somebody hears that and they're like, you got to be consistent to be successful. And then they, they eat their breakfast every day at 9 a.m., which is not, it's not a bad thing to have a schedule, you know, but it kind of goes along into there with habits because habits are consistencies. They're the frequency at which you do something or the regularity of doing something, right? So a habit is something that you do. Typically, it's a good, you know, a desirable thing. Like you work out every day, you do self-improvement every day. Um, how does that book in that context, like what's the, the take on that? So um, what it talks about is that incremental tiny changes, right? Like, yeah, it's good to have goals, right? But um, he makes the example of like, look, you've got two football teams. They both have the same goal, win the Super Bowl, right? Right. But that like having bigger goals isn't going to win the game. It's the habits that you're executing on uh, all the little different things that you're doing that will make the difference between winning or losing. Right. Like yeah. if you, honestly, if you didn't focus on the goal and only focused on training, working out, catching the ball, throwing the ball, blocking, running, yeah. all those things, you're probably more likely to win than the other team that only focuses on the goal. So the idea is, all the incremental changes that you want to make in a day, right? Uh, that can improve your life. Um, mm -hmm. Come down to four four things. Basically, it's like you want to make it uh, apparent uh, if you want to do it, right? So uh, mm -hmm. if there was a study done mm -hmm. in a hospital. If you want people to drink more water and less soda, just have more water out and about, right? It's, a, right. it's an easier trigger. Then you want to make it easy, right? Like um, mm -hmm. if you, you know, like, okay, good. It's uh, like for me personally, I knew I needed to drink more water each day. So I got this ginormous jug. I need to fill this up once a day. And if I drink this whole thing in one day, I've had my daily water intake. Yeah. Uh, so boom, done. Yeah. Easier than like eight cups, right? Or something like that. Yeah. It was just easier. Um, and then I think it was make it enjoyable. Um, and then on the opposite side, it was like make it hard, make it painful. Mm. You know, so if you're watching TV, uh, you know, how, to, how do you make that harder? Every time you finish watching TV, uh, you take the batteries out of your remote um, mm -hmm. or you unplug the TV. So then the next time it adds enough friction yeah. that uh, if you want to watch TV, you're like, oh, shit, I got to plug it in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it just makes it that much harder. So I think most, like if we look at true consistency and habits, right? Like I think what are the habits of the American people? Watch TV uh, is probably one of the biggest habits, right? Get distracted in social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I think most Americans probably have more bad habits than good habits. Um, I don't know. Do you disagree? No, I mean, I agree, particularly with the concept of making it harder to do that habit. I'll give you an example of how that is, it's so true. And I didn't even realize that this is what I was doing. But if I have junk food in the house, I will very likely eat it. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's, and, and if it's sitting in the cabinet or it's sitting on the counter, I might walk, walk by at 20, 30, 40, 50 times a day. And I only have to lose and say yes to that cookie or donut or whatever it is one time, yep. just once. And I've lost, even though I said no 39 other times I've lost. And the way to, to fix that is to be a good gatekeeper at the grocery store. So you go to the grocery store on a full stomach and then you put your discipline in and you go, I'm only getting what's on this list. And it's very easy for me to do that one time because I can have my guard up. I know I'm I'm convinced I'm going to eat healthy. I'm not getting junk food. And if you do that, I mean, you could lose 10 pounds if you're not normally doing that. In fact, I did when I first realized that, you know, I lost like six or eight pounds because I, I was saying no once rather than saying no 30 times, but then saying yes, two or so more times out of 20. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's I totally agree with that. I mean, the consistency, I think the key and a lot of these that we've talked about is you'll find that there's more common ground than you actually thought initially, because I can disagree with one side. You can agree with one side, but then th- there's actually so much gray area. And I think a lot of it boils down to how. How real, how much in your reality is that particular thing? Like, what are you calling consistency? What are you calling early, getting up early in the morning? Um, mm-hmm. The reason why are we reading books, right? So like when we look at all those things, I think there's like, there's really a lot more common ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I think the, the problem with most, like, it'd be kind of fun to have like a, like a political conversation with someone. I, I feel like it'd be fun to have a political conversation with someone because I, I feel like the most political conversations are so generalized. Yeah. Um, right. It's like that people are like, oh, uh, right. Like freedom of choice. I'm like, yeah, OK. Most people generally agree with freedom of choice. But like, OK, what example are we talking about? Or then there's mm-hmm. arguments. And I'm like, look, most people, when you just have real conversations, be like, OK, there's the extremes. We both probably like aren't really at the extremes. We're somewhere in the middle. And you can yeah. go, OK. I can understand your viewpoint. I might not agree with it, but I can live in a society where you can live like you're living as long as you're not harming the way I'm living. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think with most of the business ideas, I think business has gotten, I don't know if it's gotten more sane or it's just like, if you can get enough data, it just tends to make sense because we've had enough case studies of what success looks like that we're like, okay, they, they all have certain things in common. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it brings up an interesting one. I don't know. This might be, I feel like we're, we're running long here, but I'm good with it. Uh, is um, there was a point of uh, greed is good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, should corporations only goal be corporate profits or mm-hmm. should they also consider like other stakeholders like the yeah. environment and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and again, it goes into how you define that and what viewpoint you're looking at because one person who maybe doesn't have very much considers the idea that somebody else would like a lot as being greedy and, you know, never mind all of the other things that go into that, you know? And so we should do that one next week, man. Yeah. I like it. That's a good one. Greed is good. All right. We'll see. We'll we'll see what stances we have on what greed is (laughs) next week. We'll make it good. I'll do some research and get some examples. (laughs) I like it. I like it. We should talk about this FTX guy. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yes. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a That's good one it. to talk about. I'll just do some research too. I've just sort of seen comments yep. on it. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. There you go. That's the teaser, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week.